0: Hello, and welcome to Monumental, where we sit down with entrepreneurs, leaders, visionaries, and big thinkers making monumental change. Here's your host, Evan Holiday. Welcome to another episode of Monumental. I'm your host, Evan Holiday. Today's guest is Scott Howe. And I wanted to get Scott on here today because he has taught me so much of what I know about Airbnbs and really the real power that Airbnbs have to create your side hustle income. So Scott, along with his wife and other business partners, owns 22 Airbnbs, and he has been able to do all of this while building a business and working for a real estate agency. Now his real love and main hustle is commercial real estate and he actually recently co-founded How Louisville, which is a commercial real estate brokerage firm based here in Louisville, Kentucky, and is the principal broker for that company. The firm focuses on all types of commercial properties for small businesses and private investors, and has already closed on $5 million in transactions in just the first four months, and they are projected to do over $20 million by the end of year one. On top of real estate, Scott, along with his wife Mo, own Revelry Boutique & Gallery, which is a top-rated art gallery and store in Louisville. In today's episode, we dive into how owning Airbnb rentals allowed Scott the financial freedom to start his own company, and really some advice that he has for first-time Airbnb hosts, and really how to hustle nonstop. And real quick, before we jump into the episode, I wanted to give a big, big thank you to everyone that is rating us and reviewing us and subscribing on iTunes. And here is Bernard's review. Evan is putting some big names behind the microphone to share secrets of making big moves in business and the community. I'm excited every time a new episode is released. We really appreciate you sharing that, Bernard. Awesome stuff. So with that, let's get started. Scott, thank you for joining us on the podcast and thank you for hosting us in your How Louisville offices.
1: Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so why? I'm having you. (laughs) Yeah, you're hosting. Happy happy to be here on your podcast (laughs) in my office. So
0: let's start with the offices. Tell us a little bit about where we are and how this came about.
1: Uh, The offices are um, actually a labor of love. We, uh, we were in a building on Story Avenue, uh, 1604 Story Avenue is the address, and uh, this was purchased probably before, um, before the real estate company that now occupies the building was even a thought. So uh, we purchased it back in early, early 2015, and um, it was essentially a pile of bricks and some torn down property next to it. And uh, we spent about 18 months uh, renovating. So you have your offices for your company here, mm-hmm. as well, you have the Airbnbs upstairs. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, 3,500 square feet, roughly. Uh, we put an office space that we are going to lease for commercial space. When it came time to find a tenant for the commercial space, um, I was personally starting a new company with my brother, a uh, commercial real estate venture. and. It, it fit perfectly for what we needed to do. We were happy to pay market rates for the rent, and uh, we're paying back that to the holding company, which is a partnership I have with some other partners here in Lillard.
0: Well, it's beautiful. You showed us the upstairs earlier and beautiful offices on the first floor. You guys have done an excellent job.
1: Appreciate it. Um, it's, uh, it's definitely comfortable to work in every day. It's, uh, it's great for clients. It's great for us to work. Um, we're actually growing. We're adding, adding a new staff member um, this year now. And, um, you know, we're going to go from, I think we started with two and we'll have four in a couple weeks and we'll, who knows how many we'll have. I don't know. That's yeah. great. We'll so yeah,
0: let's gonna. jump right into your company. Tell us a little bit about your, uh, your real company estate company. company is,
1: uh, it's new. It's, it's How Louisville, commercial real estate. Um, we actually have How Indiana. We'll go live um, by the end of this month, um, early 2017. And um, we do expect to... Expand where we're able to work, but for now we're focusing on downtown Louisville and then the surrounding areas, which does include Indiana. It's uh, anything commercial real estate. If it's uh, if it's property and it can help you earn an income, we will uh, we'll help you get it, or we'll help you sell it, um, or we'll help you get it leased, You know, turn that put that property back to work for you. So the the company is fully fully capable of servicing clients in any capacity for commercial real estate transactions deals.
0: Do you have a niche that you like to specialize in, or something that more, excites more you? More location,
1: more uh, location. We we have made it a point to to do our work in and around downtown, downtown Louisville. Mixed use is, is probably close to a Especially, we do a lot of mixed use property. The property we're in is mixed use, residential, mm-hmm. commercial. So, um, you know, mixed use would would probably be a preferred um, medium, so to speak.
0: And Butchertown, that's one of your hotspots that's you helped us find a property in butchertown as well
1: i enjoy butchertown. <laughs>
0: um i was it's your stomping ground
1: i was raised in in different states i uh, came to louisville in the 90s and um was placed by my parents out in the east end um you know in the anchorage area and didn't get to see much of anything downtown louisville i like um, that word placed i was placed, were I, didn't, placed. <laughs> I didn't choose it um I don't know what I would have chosen back then, so they made that choice for me, but when I met my wife, I met her at the University of Louisville, and we started hanging out a bunch, of course, but uh, she dragged me to the Highlands, and I had no idea the Highlands even existed in Louisville, (laughs) and so that was my first, uh, I guess, my first taste of living a little bit closer to downtown. Now, Highlands is a great neighborhood, great area, tons of culture, tons of different businesses. Places to eat, places to shop, um, tons of different people, every walk of life you can think of. And uh, just, you know, in general, just more en- more entertaining to live in. Um, again, my wife moved to art gallery. She's got an art gallery in, in town, one of the better ones. And she moved that to Nulu from the Highlands. When we moved that gallery to Nulu, we also decided to relocate our residence to the Nulu area, Butchertown. And since then, it's about three and a half years ago since then i i couldn't imagine living working doing anything else anywhere else in the city it's a it's a fun area it's a great place to be it seems like everything and anything that is going on happens in that area i know there's other stuff outside of downtown but it can't
0: nearly be as cool as this stuff it
1: can't be there's a (laughs) there's a soccer stadium going up in in middletown exactly There's there's no kfc yum center in uh j town it's um, there's no Nulu. I mean, where are you going to find a place like Nulu? I mean, Nulu is a—it's an interesting creation, and um, it's just such a fun place to be. And it, it can get better. Nulu can get better, but for for what it is now, I I can't find a a more entertaining, uh, satisfying place to spend the majority of my days. And I get a lot of work done there. I I get a lot of play time in there. <laughs> I get a lot of relaxation time there it's a it's a great area to live work they really building like a thousand units residential right yeah now, it's pretty crazy new, that are coming on in that area maybe more if you include phoenix hill um so you know people people are understanding so it really people are echoing my my sentiments they they are yeah. coming i don't know i don't know where they're all coming from but you know developers are building for it uh, businesses are catering to it and the uh, the area is seeing the change and and we enjoy being right in the middle of it. So one thing I
0: uh, I wanted to jump into is you starting your company and, and what pushed you, what was kind of the, was there a last straw that hit the camel's back or was it you know a culmination of things? What pushed you to start your own company?
1: I think it's uh, something that's been ingrained in me since, since I was younger. Um, both my parents have essentially worked for themselves for as long as I can remember. My dad, not so much, but um, by the time I was able to make my own decisions, he had broken off from uh, CBRE and um, who was at the Rouse company. So he had worked for some corporate type companies, but by the time I was old enough to recognize what that was, he had already broken off and started his own company. My mom had started her own company. My wife, she had started her own company. Her parents started their own companies. So it's just, um, it's one of those things that was ingrained in me from a young age, but more so, you know, working for a different real estate company earlier in my career and working for my dad prior to that with his real estate company, it just, it just instilled a desire inside of me that said, Hey, I want to, I want to build something here in this city that I love in this area that I'm growing to love even more. And I have, I just so happen to have a brother who's moving back to Louisville, has experience in commercial real estate, experience in leasing, negotiations, and he needs something to do. So <laughs> why not team up, see what we can make happen? And um, he's, he's been impressive to start off. He's, he's already made a few deals, more than I ever imagined doing in my first three months. I don't, I don't think I closed a single deal my first six months in in commercial real estate I I worked a lot of worked a lot of angles worked a lot of leads mm-hmm. did the best I could generated some listings um, but uh, I, I don't think I closed the deal and he, he was able to get I think I think he closed three from October to December last year Wow two or three and um, it was impressive to see it and you know I know he's capable of of getting to work and and doing what he needs to do. So I had a partner, I had a, I had a brother coming back who needed a job, who was that partner. Mm -hmm. I had a desire to start, start my own company to, to put my own brand out there, my own vision, my own, my own right ways of doing things, my own wrong ways of doing things and make my own mistakes and have my own successes. And, um, it's something that I really wanted to take the chance on. It's, it's scary because you get you get to a place where you have a comfortable income, you have a comfortable setup, you're you're comfortable with where you're working and, and where you're hanging out and, and what you're doing. So to leave leave that company that I was with and to leave um, you know a guy who was a mentor to me, I worked with a guy named Gantt Hill. was he was great teaching me how to how to get stuff done, showing me some of the ropes. Uh, learned a lot from my dad about what he knew about commercial real estate. So learning from those guys also gave me. Not only did it make me nervous to leave them and leave that comfort of working with them, but it also gave me the, the confidence to say, "Hey, you know what? These guys have done it. They know what they're doing. I've learned a good deal from them in a short time. I, I think I can. I think I can do this." And um, our first our first month was was great. Our first three months was pretty good. It could it could have been better, but um, I think 2018 will be a great year. And um, I'm not. I'm not concerned anymore that, that I'm no longer working with working for someone. I'm I'm actually pretty excited that uh, pretty excited to see what we can do as a company and, and who we can help go forward.
0: So we're going to have a follow up at the end
1: of 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you how great, it yeah. is. yeah, or how miserable the real estate market is. Either how much way. you learned. Either way, but uh, that's why you always have backups. Exactly.
0: So, well, you, you just segued into my next question. Don't ride. So. Don't
1: ride. Don't put all your eggs exactly. in
0: one <laughs> So, yeah. So the income, you, you must have had some sort of income to help you transition to starting your own
1: company, some other income besides your... Mm-hmm. Um, my wife's art gallery is a, is a great business. It started out as a dream of my now sister-in-law's sister, um, a good friend of ours <laughs> named uh, Paula Weiler, and she, um, she had an art gallery on Baird Avenue, small art gallery. And, uh, my wife wanted to help out. She needed help. They talked and they said, we're going to be partners. And it was great. But, um, you know, my wife left a pretty, pretty good income job to go chase this art gallery. And, you know, at the time I was helping my dad with his real estate company and investing in a soccer business. And, um, you know, it was, a, it was a risky time for income for us. So um, my wife goes into this art gallery. And it's like, great, we, we now own an art gallery that makes no money, nothing. And it was rough. It was uh, two and a half years of that before you know, her partner decided to leave the business, move, move away, move out of town. So it was just her. We had this whole brunt of the art gallery. And we had to do something. We had to make a change. So I decided to go into business with another real estate company started working with Gantt and then my wife started to take over the gallery or she already took over the gallery, but she decided to move the gallery from the Highlands to Nulu. And, um, you know, we tripled, tripled the rent payment. Um, we doubled our size. So Uh, you
0: doubled down. It sounds like,
1: Oh man, we made a, we made a big gamble and it it paid off the first, first year in Nulu. We made four times anything we'd ever made in in the Highlands and it's it's gone up exponentially every year so um having her with with what i consider to be a pretty successful business um was a hobby that, that translated or transferred into a fully functional very successful operation and she works hard at that but she she was able to to support me in my initial decisions to to leave jobs leave leave companies and and take these risks um you know her her stuff there alone could, could support our family. And, um, so that was one thing that helped her, her having her own business, being an entrepreneur, doing her own thing, taking care of me when I needed. it. But on the other side, we had also decided to go and invest in Airbnbs and, um, Airbnb, or I guess invest in property, converting that property to Airbnb. Um, we started with our house. Our house had a, had a mother-in-law suite, an extra unit, a duplex, whatever you want to call it. And so we were going to rent that long term, but we tried Airbnb about, again, three and a half years ago. We moved to Nulu. We liked the area. We figured everybody else would too. So we tried an Airbnb above the house as opposed to, you have know, somebody rent there 12 months out of the year, kicking his shoes off, smoking his cigarettes, putting holes in the yeah. wall, cooking on the stove every night, doing <laughs> Dogs his there every night. And he'd give us like 400 bucks a month, maybe 500. Yeah. Something like that. And... It was a great idea, but then we decided, you know, what if we just, what if we, what if we renovate it, do a really nice, you know, not not super nice, but do some nice finishes, put in some furniture, and go Airbnb. Let's try it out. So we tried it out, and that first month was like twenty five hundred bucks, as opposed to the four hundred or five hundred we get from that long term guest, who'd be, or I'm sorry, long term tenant, not guest. <laughs> um, so we do the Airbnb, and we're renting like. 30 per 40% of the month, uh, 60% of the month, 70% of the month. So we have the space for us to use when they're not using it. So we get this great opportunity to let people use our house and then pay us for it. And it was great. It uh, worked out that, that alone added, you know, 20, 30, $40,000 a year in income that didn't exist before we tried Airbnb. So we enjoyed that bump, we said, hey, let's let's find some more of these. So we found found another property across the street. We went ahead and made an aggressive move to purchase that, and that's got four units in it. So that's uh, that's another property that generates income. And then um, we started talking to some friends about it and said, hey, this is the well. Actually, they kind of asked, they're like, what are you doing with this Airbnb thing? What's going on? And we're like, well, this is what happens. It's what they do. This is what they pay. It's uh, it's pretty good. It's like three to four times what you make if long term rental. And they're like, well, how do we get into that? And I was like, well, you just you get a property to do it. Do you want to do it with us? Yes, yeah, great idea. <laughs> I like, no, I, I'm sure. I'm, I can't spend any more money right now. We can't. We can't do it. Well, let's let's do it. We'll get we'll get a property. We'll partner with you, and and we'll go from there. So we, we partnered with some friends, and uh, went from two units to four units to five units to seventeen units. Now we have twenty two units over three different partnerships, and um, those all those all pay a little bit of income. So. Um, you know how louisville is a is a scary endeavor it's um it's jumping out there putting your name out there going out on your own but there are some some safety nets that can they can help if we were to fall flat on our face so you know you're taking exactly. a risk you know you're 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 putting it all out there but you have some things to fall back on if if all goes to hell
0: yeah so, and it comes down to you know your wife being supportive of those decisions and also yes, um, yes. her she's, success and her she's business been a great, great partner and the the side income the the side hustle the yeah, investment from, properties
1: from, from, from airbnb's we also have a couple uh commercial properties as well and um it's just uh just one thing after another you know just just gotta keep going keep going and keep working toward the goal which is actually i'm sitting there saying the goal and i i sometimes don't even know what the goal is i just know <laughs> i just know it involves more of whatever i'm doing <laughs> all more know. happiness so more fun more happiness more more property more money more whatever
0: take us take us through your first house so this was your you know you wanted to move to nulu and did you look for a property specifically with a, no. a rental unit? No. You just found it and said, you know, this would be a great way to make, make some side income.
1: No, didn't even think about the income. It was just a house. Okay. It the house only. had a garage. <laughs> yeah. we like, whoa, we haven't had That's a important. haven't had a garage ever. So yeah. This is cool, two car garage. I can fit the Tahoe in. Yeah. There. This is great. <laughs> we ended up renovating big time once we got into it. And that's that's one of the reasons the Airbnb idea was even born. It was like we had this upstairs area, we thought like, oh great, we'll live downstairs, and look, we can have somebody supplement our rent with a with a, excuse me, monthly rent payment. And um, as we got more into it, it was like, look, let's just make this an Airbnb. Let's see what happens, and the Airbnb eventually start paying like contractor bills. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Forget paying the mortgage; it was. Paying, and that's when you re- it was paying realized the mortgage it was it was putting some money in our pockets, and it was paying the contractors' down payments on a, a paint job or yeah, a new kitchen or wh- whatever.
0: Yeah, um, so and that's when you realized, hey, we're to something. I like
1: these Airbnbs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when we first started doing it, we Airbnb'd our our house Airbnb. We Airbnb'd it for 139 a night. 129 a night because um, we've now gotten to a point where we we've developed a whole whole operation for it, a whole process with from the from the cleaning of the units to the messaging to just the basic hospitality and customer service that that these kind of guests expect so um, and that company's called stay and wander stay and wander is one of the companies one of the partnerships uh, we also have a partnership here in this building that's separate and then my wife and I have our own partnership as well Okay, and so uh, there's a few few different entities operating Airbnb's, okay. but um, <laughs> they all operate on the same premise that you need you better have a system in place, or else you're going to be running around like a chicken with their head. Yeah, cut exactly. Off, trying to chase these guests and their demands and their needs, and um, they all rightfully deserve it. They're they're paying good money for a, a night's stay, and they they need. They need working HVAC. They need working plumbing. They need a comfortable place to sleep. They need a safe place to sleep. So
0: So what would you tell someone that's listening that would want to get into Airbnb, would want to start a side income
1: uh, and to be successful? It's still still good. It's still lucrative, even even at lower margins. You just, you have to be ready to do it. You have to be ready to do it. You, You need to buy, you need to be able to buy the property. You need to be able to renovate the property. And you need to have some sort of skill at design. Um,
0: and, it, and it really comes down to what you're saying is be prepared, have a plan together, you know, make sure you are taking care of every detail because that's yeah. what it takes to have a good Airbnb business. Yeah,
1: and um, you're going to need more than one.
0: <laughs> you're going need... <laughs> to want more than one once you have one.
1: Ten, ten seems to be a good number of scale, but... Um, even then, if you if you get up above two, you, you need to have an operation in place. And if if you don't have an operation in place, you're going to pay somebody else to be that operation, and you're going to lose all your money paying for somebody else to operate it for you. And it, and it almost doesn't make sense. You just go buy a nice commercial property, mm-hmm. collect a check once a month. I can help you do that. How Yes, how Come come find us. I still to this day, my my favorite investment property is a piece of commercial property that they, you know, they got a 15 year lease. They, they pay the check every month before the first of the month. They take care of the space. They clean the space. They, they pay the taxes and the insurance on the space. Um, commercial, commercial property for, for a more passive investor is, it's just easy. It's a good place to park dollars, especially in a city like Louisville.
0: It's mailbox so, money,
1: mailbox money. And, and your asset, it's not guaranteed to go up, but it's it's going to keep appreciating in cities like Louisville or Cincinnati, Nashville, these midwestern cities that are just growing so fast. Um, so yeah, I can push that I can push that investment pitch all day long. It's uh, it's an easy one, but Airbnb's are exciting. You can get a lot more income if you uh, if you know what you're doing.
0: Run us through quickly your your operations, and you don't have to give away too much, but just to give somebody background of of what it takes to run an operation
1: yeah you gotta be ready to clean up throw up on the bathroom floor clean the toilets um bring somebody toilet paper when they run out of the five rolls you left them um now is that you doing that it has been i have i'm not scared to do it not ashamed to do it i'll uh i'll do whatever it takes you know it's uh it's an investment your money your money's mm-hmm. on the line and, you know your your reputations on the line with the Airbnb community. Yeah. If you can't take care of that guest every need. Now, the the majority of guests, as I'm sure you've probably seen with what you guys are doing, majority of guests they they book, they don't say anything else. They get the check-in code, they stay, they leave. It looks like they never even came. Done. Yeah. And they leave you a good review. That's the majority. But there's I used to say 5%, but I'm I'm starting to think it's like 10 to 20 percent now yeah i'm not in my head <laughs> yeah it just keeps getting bigger every year and i mean i tell you what this past two weeks for for christmas and new year's this is this is the most strenuous christmas and new year's we've ever had as airbnb host and i don't know if it's something going around the airbnb community or if it's just the luck of the draw with the guests we had but i mean it was a very very <laughs> needy group and, um, we might have got the same guess. I I, see, I think so. And maybe it's, it's partly because it was zero degrees outside. That that probably didn't help. But, um, yeah, to operate these things, I mean, you got to be ready at, at 2 a.m. when their, their door lock doesn't work for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You know, we had one, one person on on the night, Derby Eve, last year, maybe two years ago, and they're, they're calling me at 10 o'clock. I'm wearing a tuxedo at a nice event, trying to have a nice meal, trying to enjoy the festivities. And he's like, I'm locked out of the house. What's going on? We're, we're locked out. We need help. And so I get over there in my tux. Like, hey, how's it going? You know, immediately, within 10 minutes, 15 minutes, like, how's it going? Well, the door's locked. So I walk up to the door, and I open it. <laughs> just open the door. And he, how'd you do that? I was like, well, I just grabbed the handle. And I, I pulled back on it, And it opened you must be strong. I was like, well, not really. I mean, it wasn't, even, it wasn't even locked, but Hey, you're in happy Derby. Yeah. Anyone to talk about bourbon, anyone to talk about Derby. So yeah, gave another 10, 15 minutes, smiled and said, enjoy your stay and let us know if you need anything else. We're, we're right around the corner. I'm not, I'm not in a tuxedo for any reason. Trust me. I just, yeah. I just hang out like this every day. This is how I greet guests. So, uh, you know, you can't put your feelings and concerns and desires in front of them. You know, exactly. of course you don't want to be bothered at, uh, a gala that is for whatever? No, I don't. Do I want to be bothered when I'm at home sitting on the couch watching a movie? No. Do I want to be bothered when I'm sleeping at 4 a.m. in the morning? Not at all. But it's
0: not. But it's not about me. It's like you said. <laughs> it, it's putting your name on that on that booking or that Airbnb, yeah. and and your five stars are on the line. Yep. And you have to treat this like a five star hotel, or yep. else. You won't continue that generation of income.
1: You'll get you'll get the bad review, and that review will live for three to four weeks, and people will see it, and it will affect it'll affect I don't know one out of every ten bookers, yeah, maybe more, maybe less. And you have to you have to you also have to be prepared as a business to deal with that when it does happen. And so, that's that's part of
0: a company that you know you're you're getting three to four, sometimes five times what long term rentals are getting in that same area. And you know that's part of the price you pay to get that higher multiple.
1: Yes. And so now we've we've decided to pay for other people to help us get that done, and it eats into margins a little bit. But if you have you have enough units,
0: it, but it it automates your operating. Yes, it's a little bit. It allows us to do. So, what are some of the units. things you do to to automate your
1: system? Oh, uh, you know, you can go from um, you know computer programs that can help you with messaging to. Um, physical people who offer services, whether it's cleaning, uh, messaging, hosting, you know, you can, you can go on Airbnb's website and just click co-host or need help. Host. There's actually a link that says need help hosting. Really, You just click it and you'll get messages from 50 people in Louisville that want to help you host. Wow. And some will do it for 50 bucks a week. Some will do it for 10% of your income. Some will charge 25% of your income plus a cleaning fee.
0: So it's really just a, a- negotiation between you and that individual person
1: yeah yeah but then you know who is that person is that person you know a trustworthy you know go-getter hard-working is individual? airbnb vetting them or, or no nobody's vetting them nobody's vetting anything <laughs> or is it you know some guy that just got out of prison and he's yeah. looking for some extra income and he's also looking for a way to rip you off because that's what he's going for mm-hmm. you, know, you just don't know so you yeah, gotta be careful and you do check. the the
0: keypad locks as well is that right we do
1: all automated entry, um, so you don't have to go change systems. the keypad lock. Or no, we, we try to, give we, them a key. We try to automate as much as possible, in in every way possible. There's technology gets better every single day, and um, it's a crime not to use it. Uh, we've we've had the automated keypads for. I guess since we started three years now, but there's, there's even newer, stronger technology that you can actually work that just all goes wirelessly, Wi-Fi, goes. you can send them a check into their phone. It can be different for every person. Different people in their group can have it. It can also have a ring, a camera at the ring um, where you ring the doorbell, and then that can connect into it. It's the right person. You can let them in. So there's, there's stuff that's newer and better that we're looking at implementing as well. So um, the keypads work for now, and they are all the ones we use are connected to Wi-Fi so we can change codes when we need to. But uh, there's more you can do, and I think there's more you can be doing to be more effective. So we'll keep we'll keep improving as we go. So what is what is kind of
0: your baby? Is it the the real estate company or
1: real or... estate company? Okay, the real estate company is, is first and foremost priority number one, always will. The be. Airbnb helps
0: pay the bills, and Airbnb is a side
1: hustle. Yeah, <laughs> side hustle. And uh, there's some serious hustling in that. Uh, when we first started with the uh, expansion of the Airbnbs from from what my wife and I had to, to joining with the partnership, I mean that was a, a solid six month period where um, it was almost tough to even consider myself working in real estate because there was so much time spent on getting those things running. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can remember sitting sitting on the on the floor building building furniture four a.m. in the morning. <laughs> I'm an expert at IKEA. Yeah. I don't think anybody can build IKEA better than me. I would I would put that
0: We're gonna have you over for an IKEA night. I'd put that
1: to a challenge anytime, <laughs> anywhere.
0: So what uh what would you say is you know, you, you touched on it before, you're not really sure what the what the big what the big thing is, but for would me you personally would you take a stab at, you know, you or
1: how Louisville and uh. Airbnb? You know, my brother, brother and I joke a little bit, uh, we do have a long-term goal that um, somehow, some way, we wanna be responsible for you know a large project in Lowell, whatever that project might be. We wanna be investors in it, we wanna be the brokers of it, and it's it's gonna have to be something in central downtown area or east downtown, and it's gotta be tall. We're, tall, we're both tall guys. <laughs> um, right now, there's not a lot of demand for another tower in Louisville. Um, I, I personally think you could put a tower up right now. And I think if it was residential for 70% of it, you'd fill you'd fill that in a heartbeat um, apartment wise and maybe some condos. But uh, long term, I'd really like to get uh, my brother and I really want to have a hand in in building something that's 20, 30, 40 stories in Louisville. Whether it's uh, mixed-use, residential, commercial—I don't know. We'll, will we be the investors on it? Will we be the brokers on the deal? Or, and I'm not sure, but I know we want to have our hand in something something tall going in Louisville. Uh, plenty of big commercial real estate projects out there. You know, we got a couple on the table right now, but um, definitely not talking about any towers going into Louisville at this time. So. But it's on the board. That's something that uh, is on our our big board for, great. for bringing to this city. Um, and who knows? Maybe maybe down the line it transitions, and we're doing doing it in Indianapolis, or you know, we're doing it. But
0: you want to have a part in making real long lasting change happen.
1: I would prefer to do it in Louisville. Uh, you know, this is going to be ground zero for for anything and everything we have to do with commercial real estate going forward. Um, Again, it's, it's a, it's such an advantage to have a partner that's, that's my brother. So it's, I know I also have somebody that's got my back and he's got similar visions that I have, and he's, he's also very capable of making it happen. So I know, I know we have support where we need it and it's something that we want to do long-term is, is really make an effect on that skyline. And I think it's, I think it's possible, but um, short-term here to make some deals help some other people get uh, get what they need out of commercial real estate. And uh, we'll go from there. We'll see, see how it goes.
0: That's really great. So um, do you see your company expanding to other cities?
1: We definitely do. Uh, Like I said, I think I might've mentioned it to you in passing or maybe here in this podcast, but how Indiana will start um, within this first quarter. Um, We expect that to just be, our avenue to get deals done in Clarksville, Jeffersonville, New Albany, um, across the bridge, and just be able to, you know, confidently broker deals. Uh, I don't know if we'll put an office in Indiana, um, in the short term, but maybe eventually, and maybe that's in Indianapolis. But uh, for now, we just want to be licensed in Indiana. So we also have license applications in Tennessee, Ohio have not reached out to Florida, New York. Stuart spent <laughs> some serious time in New York and Florida, but those are, those are long-term desirable places to have yeah. a banner, have a flag. And, you know, we'll, we'll just take it one step at a time. We'll, we'll keep doing deals nonstop. That'll be our bread and butter. If somebody needs help finding a space. We'll help them find a space. If somebody needs help leasing their space. We'll help them lease their space. If somebody needs us to sell their property. We'll sell their property. Some of us, somebody needs help buying property. We'll help them buy a property. But uh, ultimately, we do want to grow the brand of commercial real estate for the private individual. Um, we we kind of focus on helping those private individuals looking to invest their capital, looking to get their money placed into some sort of real estate deal, whatever it might be. And uh, we do good. It's good with the face-to-face relationship, handshakes. Um, Stuart's a little bit more versed in corporate commercial type deals from his prior positions in uh, New York Jacksonville Chicago but he's he's even started in these first three or four months to to get more on a personal level with with um, you know I guess more individualized investors you know we're not not working with too many groups mostly individual business owners and investors so that's what we always want to be want to be there be available be accessible be approachable easy to work with with the ultimate goal of getting it done
0: and yeah. it sounds like
1: always hustling with the, with the goal in mind, the yeah. end in mind. Yeah. So yeah, our, our slogan is our goal is your success. So I like good, it. If you're doing good, we're doing good. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think it'll work out with you guys. You guys got a great property and uh, you got three units. So are you going to live in one or not?
0: Yeah. I think we're going to have one for ourselves okay. and then
1: it's a good neighborhood. You
0: should, yeah. You should get close. Yeah. Get we're going to be neighbors Gain since It's not
1: as cool as yeah. you think. <laughs> it's cool, but it's not that cool. Yeah. <laughs>
0: all right so let's jump into the what we're calling the monumental questions so i might not have good answers for this (laughs) let's try it do you have a morning ritual or a habit that contributes to your successful day yerba mate Mm, a little tea classic gold does that get you up in the morning
1: it does (laughs) it does i don't drink coffee don't drink coke um it's just uh, it's a very highly caffeinated beverage, all natural caffeine. Just check out the label. It's uh, it's very tasty. Yerba Nice. It's good to go. Yerba. I'm gonna have to check that out. I
0: I don't think I've actually had it. I like it. Um, so when uh, when in your day, do, like, do you plan out your day or or how do you think about what you're gonna do through that day or through that week or through that month?
1: Um, I am fortunate enough to have a, a fairly active cell phone, and um, I don't plan anything. I don't even plan the trips we take for my wife and I on vacation. It just it just happens. It just you just you just go to sleep, wake up, and the next day happens. And there's there's things that need to be done. There's there's tasks that need to be completed. Uh, my my calendar is a very good assistant. Um, we have a great office manager here at Howell Louisville that's, that's really starting to come into play. I, I have not had anything like that um, prior to opening this company. And um, our office manager has been able to help us consolidate so many tasks and daily appointments and daily paperwork and also kind of keep myself and my brother on task and uh you know any new associates we might have so it helps us kind of stay focused on what we have to do day to day so my my plan for every day is to to wake up get some breakfast and go get it whatever it might be there's there's usually not always but there's usually a text or an email from the night before <laughs> that, that needs attention maybe maybe more so than than what was talked about the day before so there's a. Um, There's always a lot of action. There's plenty to do if you're willing to do it. And in this industry that I'm in, commercial real estate or even real estate, just real estate in general, and if you're working to sell real estate for somebody else or buy real estate for somebody else and not yourself, you're only as good as your hustle. And if you cannot hustle, you will not make any money in this industry. If you cannot be aggressive and go after whatever it is you think you should go after, you're not going to make any money in this industry. So, you have to be able to go get it. You got to prioritize and, and go get what it is that's most important. And um, like I said, I'm fortunate enough that I've I've been doing this long enough now that the cell phone stays pretty busy, and I can I can chase each each individual call and each individual text. But um, prioritizing and and going after what is the most important at that time is is the most effective way to do it and for me that's how i structure my day-to-day activities and it uh, it usually doesn't stop until i go to sleep and it starts when i wake up that's um, great man i love it the more the better i'll take notifications yeah from anywhere all day all day every day you're only as good as your hustle the more the better scott how yeah the more, <laughs> you're only as good as, as your ability to, to hustle to get out there and go for it
0: um at least in this in this business yeah, what is your favorite book or book you're reading right now?
1: Ooh, what if I said I don't do books? That's totally cool. What do you have podcasts? <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm actually my big thing to listen to is XM radio. Okay, I stay uh, I stay current. I do uh, I'll do CNN and I'll do Fox News.
0: So to wrap up, what uh, how can our followers reach out to you?
1: howlouisville.com Hallowable.com. We'll make you some money on real estate if you're willing to invest and take some risks. Yeah. And we can't guarantee it. (laughs) (laughs) We can't guarantee anything we do. But our goal is your success. Our goal is your success, and uh, I'll give you every opportunity and every tool necessary to 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 make sure you know what you're getting into. So that's the very least we can do. If you're willing to take the jump, you got to jump by yourself. Exactly. But, uh, well, hey,
0: man, it was great talking with you tonight, and thanks again for hosting us. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, thanks for having it here. This is, uh, this is cool.
0: Man, honestly, such a good time sitting down with Scott and really being able to, to hone in on you know, how he built his Airbnb company, how others can do the same, how he was able to start his own real estate company, and how he's already building massive success behind that real estate company. And you can really tell he loves what he does. So with that being said, I just wanted to say before you all check out, please make sure you rate, review, subscribe to Monumental wherever you listen to podcasts. We would love your feedback. You know, it really helps us keep going. And we just want to make sure we get the word out to everyone and share all this awesome knowledge. So with that, have an amazing day, and we will see you back here next
1: week.